Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.ca. Thank you for joining us on BFC Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Maine. On today's special BFC Live on this 420, we connect with Mimi Lamb of Superette, a well-known retailer in Ontario and one of the really important leaders in the Canadian landscape. Hello. Hi, good morning. Happy good mor- 420. Happy 420 to you. And um, well, we're going to get to all of it, but let's start with you're in a store, one of your stores right now. Where are you and what's going on there? I am at our Summer Hill location in Toronto. Super at a 1073 Young Street. Not open for in-store shopping, but curbside pickup, delivery, we got you. Well, if you got me, I'm going to place an order as soon as we get off. Um, Perfect. So, so you'll see that. Um, uh, so happy 420. And we're wearing these Lotto 420 shirts that you guys put together. Tell us a little bit about that because I just love it. Yeah, so this is really a celebration of all things 420, but also a little, if you know, you know, um, the history of Ontario retail cannabis. So for those who have been with us over the last few years, would have known and seen the evolution of what was a somewhat nonsensical lottery system right off the bat. Um, That is where we found our humble beginnings. And now we have budding businesses in every single corner on the street, lots of entrepreneurs and lots of retail stores. And it's really to look back and kind of laugh at the past, but really also acknowledge how far we've come over a very short amount of time. Yeah, it it has gone fast. Well, it seems incredibly slow and then incredibly fast because you were one of the first 25 stores to open up, obviously, uh, your store in Ottawa. Um, And now we're up over 600 something and have surpassed Alberta. And when you look on a graph, it's like, we, you know, slowly, 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 then bam, sort of Ontario took off. Like, how does that, how have you seen the landscape shift? Because like, obviously it was great to be one of 25, but you had ambitions to grow and grow and grow. Talk a little bit about sort of that, how you've seen that sort of ramp up and has the dynamic change, I guess, in store when there's lots more stores for people to choose from. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so much has changed. Like I think back to when the government first announced the lottery system at the end of 2018 and that rush to get the first store open by April 1st of 2019 was a period of my life that I will never, ever forget. And it was kind of marked by a lot of crazy stories, but you know, we're here. And I think at that time, I still remember the narrative at that point was like very limited touch points and very limited supply. But over the course of a few years, we've seen all these access points open up to customers, which is great. As a customer and a consumer of cannabis, to see the normalization of cannabis throughout the entire province, to see the ability to access more product is just phenomenal. And let's not like forget about the actual supply, innovation, products, formats, brands. Um, it's all in the right and moving in the right direction are we there yet and you know dream state world of cannabis in ontario no but we've come a really really long way and something i'm really grateful for yeah it 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 feels like i don't know it's like as soon as things like started to get to normal like early 2020 with like new products in the shelves new stores opening up a path to get to more and more stores that that all sound great then it was like COVID. 
And this was yeah. like a little over a year ago. And it was like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? But then there was some terribly bad news, which I think we talked to you about almost in real time last year, which is like everybody shut down, no stores open, which felt yeah. awful. Then almost within sort of 48 hours, it was, no, 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 you can open and now you're essential. And you could, and by the way, you could do curbside and delivery and e-com and you're like, oh my goodness. And then companies like yours, which like, we could turn that on. I mean, it's not, it's not as easy as I just snapped, but you did turn it on. And I guess that's one of the questions, like how, th that shift in how you actually operate um, is a lot. Like it's a lot for any business of any age to like shift whole cloth almost in 48 hours. But like, how have you managed that? Not sort of in real time last year, but thinking about how it's either changed or sped up or improved your operations overall in that past year. Yeah, for sure. And I think you alluded to this, but I think the cannabis industry is somewhat uniquely positioned to deal with changes and deal with challenges. I'm not going to say that the entire last 12 months was entirely predictable and we could plan for every single change there. And I think it's important to, to be in that entrepreneurship mindset all the time. And so for Superette as a team, there's a high level of flexibility and understanding um, that allows to tackle these changes um, and these challenges in these you know, potentially challenging situations together. And so, for example, our stores, you know, just to what you said, you know, we are open and then we weren't allowed to open and then very quickly we were allowed delivery, which is something that was not contemplated before. And so it's, you know, from the people who might be reading the headlines and hearing cannabis stores can now do delivery, it's not as simple as that. It's, you know, the service providers, it's the SOPs, it's the training, it's making sure we can do that in, in, in our way and in a way that is safe. But at all along the way, you know, we really do it together. And I think about how much we've been able to grow. And so every flip side of a challenge is an opportunity. So I think about the focus that we've given to our e-commerce program, our product program, which has a reach that is well beyond Ontario and Canada. And it's been really great to see that um, play through. And so really proud to say that through these changes and through a lockdown and everyone staying at home and you know perusing which brands are resonates with them. You know, our product has reached all around the world, which is really, really incredible. Um, we've had an extra emphasis on, you know, the constant feedback loop that we get from our customers and from our team members. And so we've really built out a re robust content program, um, starting out a blog that tackles, you know, topics that people want to be talking about and have questions about. And, you know, you know, I can keep going on and on. But no, it's a, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's amazing. And the, I guess the, the question is, and, and this is, you know, thinking about the year, like there yeah. has been, and I'm not, I am not searching for silver linings. I think I'd rather not have the silver lining. But one of them is, you know, you've really been able to, uh, and, and you guys were always, you know, put a lot of emphasis on the design of the store, what's happening in store. That was a major, and still is a major sort of differentiator. But the, the fact that you were allowed to add or really encouraged to add out of necessity this, you know, like how do we actually attract people from a geography that is actually way beyond what we could even service, but, but even what you can service, like it does, you know, my sense is, and I've seen some analytics that others have shared that that super punch punches way above its sort of, you know, free store component, right? Like in terms of sort of web traffic and attracting things. And like, did you need to bring on, I guess, other talent to sort of think about how to like, draw those people and use that as a funnel or was it just sort of core to what you were already doing? So our brand is very, very tight and we, we manage the growth of our brand um, very critically. And so over the course of the last 12 months, we've really had to look back and like what it means 
for our brand to show up if you can't be in a physical space? How does that translate across all social media platforms, across all channels? I think that really resonates with customers. And I think that's the reason why we do punch above our weight in terms of reach is because we're uniquely us. And I think that's really, really important because that kind of transcends everything that we do. And so, you know, outside of just purely, you know, what you see on digital, it's really about building the community. And so I think about even how we engage with our community, how we give back, how do we keep spirits high with our neighbors? That's what we've been focusing along the way. Um, not with the sole focus on like, how do we get that much engagement on single posts, but it's about building that cohesive story so that every touch point with the brand is consistent. Yeah. And can we talk, so that's like, brand, all those things are super important, all the things you said. And, and so is location. And can we just talk about that for a second? Because um, certainly you're in the Summerhill location, which is on Young Street um, in, in Summerhill in Toronto. Um, but I want to talk about the Spadina location, which is the newest store. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, I know that. I'm not really, I guess I'm not even asking a question. But that location, and uh, I've been there. Obviously, lots of other people have been there too. And many, many more have actually seen it. Like, if you had to drop a perfect location for a cannabis store, would that be it? I guess that's my question. So there's no perfect location, right? It's working with the existing infrastructure and really um, adding to the community in the neighborhoods that we're in. So I wouldn't say there's one perfect location because our brand is so flexible. So the Spadina location is perfect for that area. The Summerhill location is perfect for this yeah. area. The Wellington location is perfect for our entry into Ottawa. And we're opening up Glebe very soon, which is perfect for that spot. And I think what we really emphasize is, you know, how do we make, I have a lot of fun in building out those experiences that make sense in that community, in that space. And so I'm glad you had a chance to go to Spadina. It is a store that opened in lockdown. So it did open in December um, of last year. And since then, we've only had a few weeks where people have been able to experience it in store. But, you know, it's a really proud moment to be able to showcase that spot because it's, you know, not on ground level. And so how do we work with that? And so we had a lot of fun with that. We kind of internally, we say it's the Spadina station because a lot of our inspiration were the subway stops and newsstands and bodegas. And, you know, being able to lean into those elements and use those as strengths, you know, that's something that we do really well. It really, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And those that haven't been there will hopefully soon be there uh, in person, but it's, um, it, it is all the things you just said. And when you go in the doors, just to describe for folks who haven't been there, like you go up a few steps or go into a LCBO, which is our Canadian our Ontario liquor stores. Um, and a few steps down, you go into the cannabis store. The science is cannabis. It is, uh, it's so smart. It's so thoughtful. The location's amazing. And, and, uh, I just can't wait for more people to get there. I know you can't either. And actually, that's where I love to sort of take it is um, let's imagine a time uh, where uh, people get vaccinated, the world starts to open up. It's obviously summer or beyond. Like, what are you most looking forward to, let's say, in the next year between this 420 and the next? Like, what do you think you will see from a suppressed component, uh, a side of things, from a consumer component, from an industry's perspective? Like, what are you looking forward to? Um, when we put when we don these shirts again next year, talking about it, what what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I think there's so much to look forward to over the next year. I think the last 12 months for a lot of people have felt like Groundhog Day, and for a lot of businesses, it just felt very very frustrating. And I feel like we're getting to the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, lockdowns in Ontario, but regardless, we see the entire world really looking at solution based 
um, you know, initiatives that will allow us to, to become, you know, normal again. And so I think about the future of Super Ed in the next 12 months, we are working on a few new locations um, for uh, our retail stores. Uh, we're opening up Bellwoods in the summer as well, and a few other spots around Ontario that um, we can't wait to unveil with you. Non-cannabis and tin cans, maybe some branded cannabis products as well. I, I like the sound of all of those things, uh, and not to be selfish, but the Bellwoods location is pretty close to my house. It's certainly walkable, and and you drive by it, and it's like it's a great location. And, and I can't wait for summer to, to sort of spend a lot more time in Bellwoods, but also be able to, to, to sort of experience that shop and experience just outdoor living overall um, and, and sort of back to normal. And um, I just want to say uh, kudos to you because this is uh, a challenging business environment. And that was pre-COVID. Uh, COVID just sort of layered on all kinds of piled on the shit. Um, but but I think it's it's been great to watch you and the team sort of uh, survive and thrive. And um and and I just think it's uh, you know you ought to be acknowledged on this 420 uh, for for what you and the team are doing because it is it is not easy and you guys are doing it really really well making it really look effortless which I am sure it is not. I mean I appreciate that but I really really have to hand it out to the team. Um, the team that we have um, at our head office, the team that we have in store, they've been so flexible, so creative, and so understanding that this really wouldn't have been possible. Super Rat in general and how it shows up in this world wouldn't be possible without all of them. So if any of you are listening, this is a thank you and love for me. And to everyone else who's tuning in, really, um, if you see one of our team members, say hi, give them a smile. Um, we're here to make your day better. Can, can I just say one thing about that? And this is very specific. And I, I don't know this person's name, so it's not I'm like not, I'm not kissing ass in any way. The person that makes the deliveries on the tray, or the people that make the like it's just. And and I mentioned it to someone yesterday. Um, I was doing an interview for 420, and they said, "Well, what you know, why why does it need to be private delivery?" <laughs> and I said, "Well." Like the private delivery from the chair cannabis store is like someone drops something out your door, but private retail, when they do delivery, like it is an opportunity to extend the brand to someone's door. And that makes a huge difference. It makes me want to, well, make it, it's a brand differentiator, of course, but also it really changes the experience from like an Amazon delivery to like something special and unique and especially unique. I think people are really uh, want that right now. And also something you guys are certainly putting the emphasis on, which is amazing. For sure. It's it's really an opportunity to extend our brand, like you said, to really share our vibe in every single touch point. And so what means delivery, it means delivery. And I think of every opportunity to how do we surprise and delight our customers. And, you know, back to what we're doing. We're here to make buying cannabis fun. And like let's let's put away how serious cannabis and legal industries and regulate industries can be. We're here to bring some positivity, some light and some fun. So well, from from you to me to you. Have a super day. Can you see it? I don't know if you can. Have, yeah. Have a super and day. Yeah. And if you want to snag one of these Lotto 420 shirts, if you were part of the lottery system over the last few years, um, you can check it out at www.superatshop.com. Um, you know, it's, it's it's pretty hilarious. And we have and the two, our the sometimes. The toque is awesome too. I have that toque in black and it's, it's, a, it's a family favorite. So I'm not going to tell you how old my kids are that wear it, but it is a yeah. family favorite. I mean, it's like minus two outside right now. So I was I, like, yep, Tuesday. <laughs> oh, Canada. Uh, Mimi Lamb, thank you so much. Happy 420 and we will uh, see you down the road. Happy 420. Thanks, Jay.